Welcome back to another episode of Black Girl Uninterrupted. Hypnotic conversations on the misadventures and how I always seem to mess up the road to self-discovery. We're talking about embracing the transition from my childish 20s to my grown AF 30s, being unapologetically Black, changing the narrative of this Black girl's trials with my tribe. Black Girl Uninterrupted is a podcast for all my marginalized Black girls worldwide. I am your host, Coco Amor, and welcome back. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Coco Amora, and we are back for another episode of Black Girl Uninterrupted. I am so glad we are back, and I'm 100%. It has been such a horrible and hard week, and this episode is dedicated to all my moms who is struggling with these goddamn kids, these, these goddamn kids. Man, I swear, it's about four weeks into back to school, and my kid is struggling. So today, we're going to talk about how to get the kids back focused and what are some tips and things that I've researched that can possibly help us get our kids back on track from beach time, summer vacation, summer travels, and just a hell of a lot of screen time during the summertime. So this episode is for all my mommies out there. Let's get into it. So for all my longtime listeners, you guys know my growing up situation. And for those who are just joining me for the first time, what's up? What's going on? Introduce yourself. Jump in. Jump out. Introduce yourself. I say jump in. Jump out. Introduce yourself. My name is Coco. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Back to it. <laughs> so for all my first time listeners and my longtime listeners, just to remind you, my living situation as a child, right? I grew up with my grandmother. My father was uh, in the penal system most of my life growing up. My mom was out doing her own thing, right? So I grew up with a educator in the house, uh, basically a saint. (laughs) Um, And it was hard growing up with, you know, someone that is literally two generations behind me, right? So, I grew up in a very strict island home, and some of those expectations uh, helped me shape who I am today as far as uh, me knowing right from wrong, me going for what I want to do, me being passionate, uh, me being a, a big part of me being about service unto others. So a lot of those ideals and values were instilled in me as a child. Now I am 30 years old, living away from home. I feel like I I don't want to do a lot of those things that my grandmother did, taking me to all of the church events, all of the church programs, and going to church every Sunday, and uh, finding a lot of things for me to get myself into. I find myself just struggling to do it, but 
I feel like I need to do it because I'm seeing what can happen when you don't get your kids extremely busy on the weekends. I mean, I'm that type of parent. Like, I just want to lay down on a Saturday. You know, I don't want to be that parent that gets everybody up on a Saturday morning and say, get the hell up. We're cleaning today. I don't want to be that parent. I want to just clean like every day. And then like lay in the bed on Saturday and probably get up around 12, probably go get brunch, maybe possibly if I feel like it. Uh, then after that, lay around some more and just enjoy my Saturday because Sunday tends to go by very freaking fast. For some odd reason, Sundays don't want to last us. And I don't understand that. So <clears throat> I'm saying all that. To say this, I feel like a big F up as a parent, as a mom, and I feel like those choices of being extremely uh, laxy-daisy or being extremely lax as a parent and not as uh, on top of things or very structured like my grandmother was has ultimately (laughs) landed me in a situation where I feel like my kid may need to get involved in a lot of things to get his focus back together. So as we all know, summer is extremely long. And in Texas, the kids start summer break during Memorial Day weekend. So this is an extremely long break for our kids here in Texas. So (laughs) with that being said, they are subject to a lot of different ailments, a lot of different vices that kids get into, like TVs and iPads and iPods and watching a lot of cartoons um, and then summer camps. And then you're around weird kids that you're not really exposed to on a normal basis. So they're exposed to a lot of different things during the summer break uh, that they're not really around during the regular school year. So that does take into effect that some kids may have a hard time coming back and getting back in the um, in the motion of how things are supposed to go. My kid is one of those kids. Mommies, I know that some of us may all be going through this, and that's that's the reason why I really wanted to do this podcast, because it's been so many emotions that I've been feeling the past few weeks about my son not getting, like, the best conduct grades or him not being, you know, the best performer the first four weeks of school. Then I had to sit down and just be like, you know what? It's the first four weeks of school. Like, this teacher need to relax. Like, he's new to the district. He's new to the school. We're new to the area. It's another big change for him. So, listen. Let him get in the groove of things of how you guys do it in this district. And then you can talk to me. So four weeks is a short time period as far as adjustment wise, as far as what I'm starting to recognize. Uh, So for him to get adjusted, he would need just a little bit more time, uh, which I'm willing to give him. And I told him, I was like, you have until next week to get it really together because I'm getting tired of getting bad conduct grades. (laughs) 
<laughs> like you're a kid. Like, shut up. That's that's how you have to do it. You got you have one job. Go to school. That's it. You know, get into some get into some groups. Get into some things that you could do at school that could help. You get some friends, but inside the classroom, oh, man, I don't know how many other mommies gave their kids that pep talk. You know, that pep talk is the night before school. We're trying to get these kids together. And then all of a sudden, I grabbed my son and I was like, I, I grabbed him by the shirt and I said, if one teacher called me, I'm going to come out there and I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up. Obviously, I've had two teachers call me, so I just don't know how effective my conversation was. So after trial and runs of, you know, trying to punish him and um, handling him, you know, my black mamas know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm like, I done handle him, okay? Um, after I done handled this situation, I've noticed that it wasn't getting any better. So it's just like, okay, maybe I need to change how I am doing things and maybe that can help this situation. Maybe maybe changing the routine up or maybe getting a routine will definitely help the outcome of these goddamn contact grades, which I'm so tired of getting, you know, bad reports of him not being focused and you know, he out there and la la and Charlie Lala and while wow, they going over lessons. So I just need some of my moms to get back at me after the podcast has aired and tell me what are some things you are doing with your kids to get them back focused and getting them in the groove of things while school is in session. And if you are not having these problems with your kids, share some advice for us moms who are suffering. We're suffering. These kids are taking us through hell, okay? I just had to take a quick sip of some Dr. Pepper. Oh, no, that's root beer. You know life is going bad when you need a root beer. You just need a, a Bergen's or Jergens, whatever it's called. One of those strong root beers. I just need one of those. But I've been doing some research, guys, and I wanted to share with you guys some of the things that I found that I am now implementing into reframing how my son is going to get focused and get right and get back in the group of things for school. We'll be right back after a quick break. Hey, really quickly, I wanted to interrupt the podcast just to remind you to make sure you are liking, commenting, and sharing and leaving me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you listen by way of Anchor FM, make sure you are tapping that love button or leaving me a voicemail. Hey, I want to hear what you're thinking about the podcast. Did I say or did me and my girl say anything that has inspired you or made you think about something? I want to know. So make sure you are leaving me a review and you're telling me all of your favorite things about the podcast, sharing them with your friends so we can have more girls helping healing in the tribe. Also, I want to make sure you guys are following me on social media. Make sure you're following this show's page, BGU Podcast, 
on Instagram and also my personal Instagram page, cocoamore.bgu. Hey, let's get back to the podcast. All right, hope you enjoy that quick break. <laughs> Let's get into uh, some things that can help us get our kids back into the swing of things and getting them back focused. So I reached out to our good old friend, Google. <laughs> and I just Googled, you know, how to get kids back focused, you know, and um a lot of things came up. So uh, I wanted to know what are some screen-free ideas to help the kids get back focused. And one thing that I used to do a lot of was puzzles. And I stopped doing puzzles after uh, he got to like five years old. I just felt like, oh, maybe he's not going to be interested in them. I'm super busy. I really don't have the time to just sit there and do puzzles all day. But I really did, you know, and like this is one of those moments I'm beating myself up again. See, look, stop it. Pop out here. (laughs) So one thing that we can do is get them back into the groove of things is giving them puzzles. So the older they get, the larger the puzzle. So let's start off with like the 75 piece, or we can go to 200, we can go to 500, we can get more elaborate puzzles as they grow older. And and the key to solving puzzles is I have always done them, start with the edges, work your way inside. I think that's the smartest thing to do. I'm just, that's just me. Also, you want to do uh, some memory games, uh, either uh, Goldfish or things like Uno or uh, uh, Solitary, like getting kids to think quick. Uh, we play I Declare War uh, very often uh, just so we can like, you know, get his mind moving. Also, um, Mancala allows him just time to sit down and just relax and just, you know, use his hands. You know, I try to make him sit still while we're playing Mancala. It's hard, but it is doable. It is doable, moms. We can do this. We can we can get these kids back on track. So we want them to get some thinking games. So uh, that way it allows them time to just sit and use their brains. Crossword puzzles are, are amazing as well. Uh, if you like, uh, what is that freaking thing where you make the words? I don't even know the name of the damn thing. Um, whatever that game is. Also, we want them to have uh, an idea of sequencing. So, doing things in sequence or following instructions. So if we are going to make, um, I guess, chicken parmesan for a Wednesday night, obviously you want to print out the recipe and you want them to walk through the recipe with you. So having them do things either in chronological order or learning the idea of sequencing, uh, again, 
this is my Miami accent, so you won't hear the cue very often. <laughs> Having them doing things in sequence allows them to uh, hone in those, those scrambled thoughts in their mind, okay? Uh, we want to prevent any distractions. So we want to create a distraction-free environment. Uh, we want to have the ambiance of colors and warmness inside the house. So if they have a study area that's very warm uh, and welcoming and calming, it naturally, according to psychologists, it will trigger the child's mind to uh, calm the fuck down, okay? Calm the fuck down because I'll beat them. I'll beat them. I'm telling you. I'm telling you no lie. <laughs> so in a distraction fee environment, you again must have warm colors uh, that calms the soul. You want it to be a gadget-free environment. So if you have a little bowl or you have a little basket that you can get from Five Below, you can staple it, um, put all devices here. This is a, or you can put one of those little cute uh, messages that you can hold, uh, put on the wall says distraction-free zone or a cell phone-free zone or electronic-free zone, however you want it, even if you're going to give up Apple uh, watches, you know, if you have a distraction-free environment, that is really great for the kids who are struggling to get back focused. Uh, have everything reachable in that zone. So say if you have set up a working area where you want the kids to complete their homework. This area must have everything reachable. You don't want them to go back to their room to go get the calculator or to get the pencil or to get a ruler. You want to make sure this distraction-free zone has everything accessible uh, within a couple of inches away and not constantly going back and forth to the room, to the den, to your office or to the bathroom. You know, we want them to be able to have everything within reach. All right. So furthermore, I went further into my research and said, you know what? It has to be some other things that I can do outside of uh, creating a distraction free zone, taking away um, some screen time. Uh, it has to be more than ambiance and colors and thinking games and sequencing. It has to be something else I can do. So, <laughs> I found more shit. Yay! So, one thing that can help kids get back focused is changing their diet. Now, I didn't believe this shit was possible, uh, that a diet can uh, alter the thinking patterns or it can alter how we function as human beings. But according to psychologists, this is actually one of those things that we need as human beings, and it is green leafy veggies. <laughs> and we also need our vitamin Cs, vitamin Ds, vitamin K. So incorporating a lot of fruits and veggies in a child's diet can ultimately change their level of focusness in and outside of the classroom. Awesome tune up. Also, within changing their diet, we want to change the level of caffeine intake, okay? Um, I have not brought a Capri Sun in a few years. Um, 
I have noticed since I don't buy as much as juice as I used to, uh, he is much calmer, but he has a natural, you know, wild side, which is, which he was born into, honestly, <laughs> which I gave him, but uh, lessening that caffeine intake can definitely keep them more calmed down. It's like a nice natural shot of relent. Okay. <laughs> if you like, hey, if your kid need it, stop the sugary shit. Okay. There we go. Also, another thing, tip number two that I found is fix a routine and follow it. This is the this is the part that I'm struggling at, moms. And I really want your input on this. Um fixing a routine and following it. Uh, I think as a kid who had a lot of things going on, I found myself at cheerleading practice at 6 to 8. And after 6, after 8 o'clock or 8.45 when I got home, it was time to take a bath and go to sleep. There really wasn't that much time to eat when you, <laughs> when you think about it. So your mom probably just got you something on the way back home or you had something before you left and you probably aren't that hungry once you got back home. Or if you are hungry, you just eating something very small. So just put on your stomach to go to bed. So I want you guys' opinion on how you guys are fixing a routine and how are you sticking to it. So in order for us to uh, put a routine in place, we have to um, get some time blocks set up for the kids and have them follow that through. So if you have a latchkey kid, I want, I definitely want to hear from you because that is something, you know, that I'm experiencing. How do you get latchkey kids on a fixed schedule when you're also in the, the midst of commuting yourself uh, at a further distance from your home? So I definitely want to hear from my mom's out there who who is definitely in the know, in the know. Uh, on the weekends, uh, naps and breaks boost concentration. I don't suggest naps during a weekday because uh, little Timmy will be up at 10 o'clock, wide up, instead of going to sleep at 9 or 9.30, whatever the desired bedtime is. Changing uh, bigger tasks into smaller tasks. I have noticed a difference because I have instructed my son to do smaller things instead of, okay, clean your room, right? We're going to break down what is involved in cleaning in your room, uh, especially because, like I said, I didn't grow up with chores and uh, creating chores is a little difficult for me because I didn't have any as growing up. I just, you know, like I knew to clean my room and that was probably it. I never washed dishes as a kid. I never took out garbage. L. Um, <laughs> I just cleaned my room and that was that. So that Saturday morning thing, getting up, everybody's clean up. That wasn't my household. We were already up at 8.30 at church doing something. So it was it was hard to, it, it's hard to become that type of parent when you didn't experience that type of parenting style. So that is not something that I do. 
But for those who have a similar uh, difficulty getting the kids to do uh, cleaning their room, you know, effectively, this will be great. So breaking down the idea of cleaning your room into smaller, ta- into smaller tasks. So we want to say, here's your laundry basket. Make sure you put all of your dirty clothes in the laundry basket. Let me know when that's complete. Uh, go ahead and dust and organize your nightstands or TV stands or shelving. Okay, cool. Perfect. Go ahead and make sure you take off your linen in your bed, put it in the laundry baskets, and also vacuum. And then after that, if you feel like they need to clean up their closet or organize, give them that task to complete that as well. If they are cleaning the bathroom, section by section, put the clothes up. Okay, now you're going to work on this sink. Okay, cool. It's perfect. Go ahead and clean the tub. I know it's such a hard thing to say. I'm not going to keep fucking repeating myself. Like that's the type of parent I am. I don't want to fucking keep repeating myself. But wouldn't it be more effective if we did instead of just being like, okay, get this shit done. I want it. And you're not going to leave until it's done. You know, some kids don't know how we want it. So um, if they spend 10 years in the bathroom trying to clean it and it's still not up to your, you know, standards, had you broken those uh, responsibilities in the bathroom, like cleaning the sink, cleaning the toilet, cleaning the tub, and you inspected it at that time, we won't be having this discussion of, oh my God, this shit is not clean. You know? So it's just something to think about. Uh, Just for my moms who who have struggles with kids who um, have organizational problems, you know, those, those things are more, more so for us moms. <laughs> um, understand and know your child's learning method. Oh, uh, how are they a great learner? Are they visual, audio, or are they um, spatial? Like, what what is it that helps the children? learn effectively. And that's something that we want them to know. I think my son is a visual learner. He just can't sit and listen for it to a lecture or listen to something. Everything has to be very, very visual for him. So I have to make visual uh, aids or provide visual aids in order for him to understand those things because it will help him in the long run. So uh, one great thing that my grandmother has done, she brought this this huge bag of uh, things for fractions because I'm terrible at math now as an adult. Uh, but in school, I was really really good at it. I don't I don't see how you know I fell off that much. But she bought this really really big bag of math items. And they are paradigms and they are fraction sheets and they're uh, pie charts and little circles that divide into fractions. And, And she understands that my son is a visual learner. So when they're going over fractions, he can also write out the problem, but he can also see what's visually happening to those items while they're working those problems out. So... Learning your child's uh, learning method is really, really good. Uh, Preparing them for the next task. 
So setting your child up for success is a big thing. And we want that, right? We want all of our children to be very successful. We want them to be able to complete something, acknowledge it, give them really great feedback. If it doesn't look good or if it's not how you want it to look, give them some very good criticism on how they can get it back done. I've learned that talking at someone, even to a child, is a little harsh. So (laughs) I'm just like, no, this shit looks, no, this shit looks disgusting. You know, I'm still trying to figure out other words to say. And no parent is it's perfect, but we'll get it together. Shit, we'll get it together. Shit, Black Girl Uninterrupted is going to get us together. We're going to get together, y'all. <laughs> uh, so moving on, we want to set short time goals for a better concentration. So if we are working with our child and they have a homework assignment and it's the weekend and we want to do some quick drills, or we want to spend some time with them on that homework, let's go ahead and set some time restraints on what the child is doing during that time and getting the child to achieve those goals within that time frame. Or if it's the weekend they don't have homework and you want them to go through some practice drills, give them 15 minutes on the clock and see how many problems that they can solve within those 15 minutes. That is a really great idea. You're welcome, mommies. You're welcome. (laughs) A great thing to do is to set up a reward system. And I've always thought that was like some Caucasian shit, but... Like, I'm not going to reward you for doing shit you're supposed to do. Like, that's, that's, like you, got one, you got one job. It's to go to school, do your work. Don't have these teachers calling me because I don't want to pick up the phone. Period. Right? <laughs> don't, don't hit nobody unless they hit you first. And don't get suspended. Those are your job descriptions while you're at when you're at school, children. That's all we want you to do. And when mommy gets on you because you have veered off from what is uh necessary, I'm talking to the kids right now because I'm I'm pretty sure my ladies are in the car listening to that, and your kids are in the car too, hopefully. So, but children. We're not asking for too much. You giving us too little. You giving us too little. So this is what us mommies need from our babies. We need y'all to understand. You do right because you do right. And because you don't want this beep, beep, whooping. Okay. And I did the beeps with my mouth. See, beep, 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 beep whooping. You know what I'm saying? You don't want this. You don't want these problems. You want these problems? Come see me. Period. <laughs> but kids got one job, moms, and a big part of our jobs, I believe, as a mother, is to make them see that. 
this is for the betterment of yourself. I've already gone to school. I've gotten my education. I've I've done what I was supposed to do uh, to get to where I am right now. Now it's up to you. This is your turn. Everybody goes through the circle of life and education. And a big part of that is making sure you do right and you are acting right because it is necessary and it is right for you to do those things. I say all that to say I don't necessarily believe in a reward system. Like if you do all your problems, Timmy, I'm going to give you a cookie or I'm going to bake you some chocolate chip cookies from scratch. Or if you do everything your teacher says this week, I am going to take you out to San Antonio for a weekend. You will never forget. I'm not doing that shit. I'm not. But what I would do, what I would do is evaluate the behavior of the child after having those necessary conversations and those discussions with with my child and the teacher and just say, you know what? And we're saying this to self. You know what? He had a, he had a tough week. You know, let me let me take him somewhere neutral, like a, you know, get him relaxed so we can talk about whatever is going on. Because you know, some things could be going on that we what we just don't know about. And some kids may be uncomfortable. And it doesn't have to be that someone's abusing them or someone's, you know, um, you know, taking advantage of them. It could be like a bullying situation and they just don't really know how to approach it or other things may be going on. But a good thing that we want to do is just say, you know what, he had a really good week. Let me surprise him with a cupcake, you know, or let me surprise him this weekend because I've been thinking about taking him to this jumping arena spot And let's just see how he continues to progress. But what we're not going to do is reward you for doing something you're supposed to be doing. I am all for giving a child $20 per A. Because not only do they understand that it is rewards in achieving goals, but they also learn the value of a dollar. You know, if I do great, it benefits me financially. So you want them to teach. You want to teach those lessons instead of saying, you know, I'm going to give you a cookie. I'm going to take you here. Because that pattern of like, well, I did good, motherfucker. My, my, uh, my so where I'm going this week? And you may be having a tough week financially. So you don't want to continuously create a monster of a situation where if I do good, you are supposed to reward me as a parent. I'm not doing that shit. We're not doing that shit. That is some shit other people, other people have created that I feel like doesn't benefit the culture. Sorry. I mean, it is what it is. Like it is what it is. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing with the damn turn. <laughs> what I 
we're gonna wrap wrap it up with the last two, uh, which I, I don't necessarily agree with, but you know, these is what psychologists are saying. They say a lot of time for distractions. So if a child is uh in the area where they may have window access and you want to just open up the curtains to allow them to just have a little moment to breathe and look out at the scenery and say, Oh my god, it's great scenery. Let me finish. You know, let me let me get back to it. Let me finish this so I can go back outside. That is something great. And also something that I am definitely uh, for is the power of meditation. So I think that's really, really cool. Psychologists uh, encourage children to meditate, to take the time out, to think about their um, problems or the things that they're going through. Uh, it allows the kids to sit back um, take a deep breath, calm down, and think about the decisions that they need to make going forward. I feel like all of those things were really, really good to help kids get back focused in the wake of summer school or summer ending and vacation time ending. Uh, we're about to go into holiday season. So we're about to buy shit that's going to fuck this up anyway. So, <laughs> so it's good to, to get the kids on track now other than just waiting until after the holidays is over then say, you know what, well, you, you need to buckle down because the state tests are coming up. So if we get the kids in order now, It'll be helpful and be beneficial to all of us mamas out there who are struggling, who are like, we are, we are freaking struggling sometimes moms. And I, I know it's hard and I know it can be tough, but we will get through it. I'm telling y'all we'll get through it, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. You're going to hear a message from one of our sponsors for the podcast. So we're back. <laughs> we had to take a quick break uh, for you guys to get a message from our sponsor for the podcast. I'm loving it. We're getting sponsorship now. <laughs> That's the perfect way to go. Shit, period. That's just on that. So, ladies, early in the podcast, I talked about that I didn't grow up doing chores. So at 10 years old, I'm a little, I'm a little, you know, scared to do certain things with my son because I'm not sure on how successful he will be. But by using our newfound tools <laughs> on how to get these kids focused. Now that summer is ending, we want to get them into a routine. And I think chore time is essential. Adding chores is essential inside of uh, getting our kids focused. So I was thinking about some things that he can do, which is age appropriate. I think I should have started this long time ago. Sure, like instead of always cleaning up after him, like I should have been did this shit. But here are some really good chores. These are my top ten chores. So we're gonna say put toys away, making bed before school. That is a big one, which I don't do my damn self before I leave the house, but I'll start doing it because I want him to him to do it as well. Load and unload the dishwasher. Uh, bring in the mail. Uh, clean his room. Sort the dirty clothes, vacuum the living room and the bedroom, fold the laundry, take garbage outside. I think those are some really good chores. Moms, if you come up with some really good chores for the 
for your kids to do, uh, either uh, gender-based or not, hit me up on Instagram, uh, BGU Podcast, and share those with me.